step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. The smoothest show on internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. It is Saturday, April 16th, 2014. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. I'm here with Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? Hey, sir. I'm doing good out here. The weather's fine, so I'm I'm feeling great today. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so if you'd like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Byron Miller's picture. That will bring you into the show page. Below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. If you would like to call in and speak with Byron, today Mike and I welcome for the first time bassist Byron Miller to Talking Smooth Jazz. His new release is called Psycho Bass, which includes his last three recordings with his mentor, George Duke. Welcome, Byron, to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it is our pleasure. Now, if you are not familiar with Byron's music, you do know uh, his mentor, George Duke's music. And I'm going to play a couple of minutes of, a t- of the title track from George's Reach For It release. Um, Byron is playing the bass on that, and some of you may not have known that. So here it is. Oh, 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 
That was bassist Byron Miller doing the uh, solo there on the title track from George Duke's Reach For It release. Byron, how old were you there? I was uh, all of 20 years old. How did you start? And and how did you start with George Duke? I, um, (laughs) this is a funny story. I was playing, started playing with Roy Ayers when I was 18. And um, I was playing in a club in Seattle with uh, with Roy Ayers, and uh, Santana came in the club with Ndugo Chancellor, because Ndugo was playing drums with Santana at that time. And I met Ndugo, and we became friends. And Ndugo uh, called George Duke and told him about me. And George called me and asked me if I wanted to record with him. And uh, I, you know, I'm saying it. Because I was young, mm-hmm. and I, he flew me to San Francisco, actually L.A., and mm-hmm. um, we did the "I Love the Blues." She heard my cry record, and um, that's how it all started with George Duke. And how long were you with him? Uh, I was with Duke for. I played in his band for eight, nine, ten years, but the relationship went on all the way till he passed away. Because I. I literally played on every record he did, even after mm-hmm. I left the band. He would always find two, three, four songs for me to play on. Um, we became better friends after I left the band than, than when I was in the band. So that relationship just, just kept going. He was my mentor. He was like family. <clears throat> so when you were playing with Roy Ayers, and Roy is, you know, he's more the jazz side of the music, and George is, is jazz as well, but George was definitely on the funk side. Was he, did he really heavily influence you in in that area? Well, in the funk side, George Duke? Yeah, yeah. I actually brought the funk to George, because, you know, I, I came out of Detroit. I You know, I never took a, a music lesson. I grew up listening to the Funkadelic and all the Motown mm-hmm. stuff, and... um you know, I, I got with George and started popping the bass and slapping the bass. He looked at me like I was crazy. But uh <laughs> but uh we we got funky and Dougal was a funk blaster. So but at the you know, George really got turned on to the funk by Ndugo and Dougal gave George uh a funkadelic record and that kinda that kinda blew George's mind. Okay. Okay. Wow. So you were with George for, you said, what, eight, nine years or so, and then you guys remained friends for up until his passing. What was the most important thing that you learned from him? Um, his mu- musicality. George was, George could play anything. He could play funk. He could play, I mean, really funky. He could play gospel music. George could play classical music. George could play jazz. He could play jazz piano like Herbie. Um, there was nothing he could do musically. So, you know, with playing with him, he just taught me how to, you know, you have to be ready to play anything. You know, Latin music, when I play with Santana, I play Latin music. I play George with uh, jazz with George, funk with George. Went to Brazil and played the Brazilian level fair record with George. We We did all types of music. You know, music is, uh, you know, it's different all around the world. And, you know, it's like different wine. You got to, you like wine, you like to taste all of it. So, mm-hmm. um, and that was Duke. Duke, he loved his wine and his coffee. And he had coffee 
and wine from every part of the world. I read that you guys went through a couple of bottles of wine before you started playing. <laughs> a couple, you've been Courtney. really nice. <laughs> how about how about you know when the whole band was together? It was I think what was it seven, eight, nine of us. We would go through a half a case about a half a case of red wine before we played a note. Wow! And we would get in the studio and act a fool and had a ball. Instead, oh my god! <laughs> How did you of guys course, even it was play? just them. Of course, I don't drink. I you know I would never partake in that. Of course, I'm lying. Yeah, of I'm course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> No, we had a How ball. did you guys get ball. through that? Whoa, a whole case of wine. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it wasn't. Please, it was nothing but something to do. It was a party. Okay. You, when you look All right. for it, that's a party. All right now, okay. I hear you. Well, what a blessing that you had the opportunity um, to have George on this cycle-based release, um, you know, before his passing. That was great. And you guys work together on that. Hello? Oh. Did I lose everyone? Mike, can you hear me? No, I'm still here, Terry. Yeah, I think he just lost Byron. Byron, are you there? Okay, he's still on the line. Oh, man. All right, so let's... Byron? music, I guess, yeah. Is that him? Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can get Byron back on. I will go ahead and play a song um, from his new CD. The CD is called Cycle Bass, and this is called Strolling.
right, that was Strolling from bassist Byron Miller's new release, Psycho Bass, and we have Byron back on the phone. Um, Mike, I think Byron is, Byron is working with a track phone. It seems as it was his phone that went out. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> track phone, see? See there? All right, all right. All right, I'll see you. I'll see you. <laughs> Not us on this, this time. It was Byron's phone. So, well, welcome back, Byron. Glad to have you back. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Now I'm on my cell phone, so let's pray for this phone. Are you are you charged up, fully charged? I'm fully charged, so we're just going to keep rolling like nothing going to happen. It's all, all good. All right. All good. Okay, tell me about Strolling. Strolling is a song that um, a good friend of mine, a keyboard player, his name is David Goldblatt, he, um, he played that track for me, and... Um, Asked me if I wanted to put it on my record. I said yes, if I could get George Duke to play on it, and um, George agreed to play on it, plus two other songs. And um, I mean, I, that, that's one of the most. I mean, the song is so beautiful, and the changes are so kind of different. George loved it. I loved it. So we went in the studio, me, George, and Dougal, and we cut that. And um, it's just the kind of song that you can. Get on the freeway, put it on, and stroll on on down the on on down mm-hmm. the freeway or mm-hmm. up the beach, however you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying um, before we lost you that it was a blessing for you to have uh, these last, you know, three recordings on this release before George's passing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to get George for maybe six months before. Um, before he agreed to do it, he was really busy. I think George knew he was uh, he was sick and something was going to happen, so he called me a week before. He gave me two dates. He said, pick one date and stick to it because I don't know what's going to happen after that. So um, I chose a date, and we got together, me, him, and the Dougal, and um, we drank about four or five bottles of wine, and then we mm-hmm. started cutting Mm, and that was mm, the last mm. time, actually, I ever played. That's the last time I hit was in my studio. Um, the last song was uh, Higher Ground, which is ironic. Mm-hmm. Higher Ground, the last song I played with George. Wow. Yeah, it was a trip. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, now, why is the CD and your new persona called Psycho Bass? Uh, Okay Um, This young man uh, His name is Don Mizell He used to be the president Of uh, Electra Records I told Don, I said I'm getting ready to do another project He said Byron If you do a project Just don't do no Byron Miller record He said that's not going to go Everybody's doing that He said you have to come up with something crazy so, you know, I thought about it, and I was, I was sleeping, and I woke up, and I went psycho bass. And I started writing this music around that, that theme, and, um, you know, the, we, the whole George Duke band had different funk names. George, George's name was, ooh. Um, and so I just started writing around this funk theme of being Cycle bass sent from another planet to save mm-hmm. the funk. Because mm. no one played funk the way the George Duke band played funk. I mean, it's funky cats, but we had our own way to do it. So 
psychobase, who was me, came from another planet, which I probably did, to save this funk. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm never going to stop playing funk. I'll play jazz, I'll play the other stuff, but the funk, the funk is going to be up in there. So I came hmm. up with this psychobase name, and I branded it, and, uh, you know, the rest is going to be history. But uh, people are loving psychobase, and that's my alter ego. I'm Byron Miller sometimes, but when I get on the stage, I start playing that funk. I'm a Martian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, see, I was going to ask you how did you come up with the name Psycho Bass because that's a, it's a unique name, and I guess most people have, uh, you know, kind of like stage names and things like that or nicknames. But uh, Psycho Bass, I was kind of like, okay, Psycho Bass. I'm like, but so how did you come up with it? Well, did, I mean, all right, this is my my take on it was. I love funk. I'm crazy about music. So I'm almost to the point where I'm really psycho about music and everything I do, and especially the bass. So Mm -hmm. psycho, meaning a great good thing, is the the other side of being psycho crazy, you know, going around killing people. I'm psycho (laughs) with love and loving the funk and, and music. And the four and the five strings on my bass, I'm psycho about that. So it's psycho bass from another planet. Now, on my next record, I'll reveal the name of the planet. But right now, uh-huh. I'm just introducing people to psycho bass. Oh, wow. That's cool. And, you know, I've seen some pictures of you, some paintings of you, um, like in space, in a space suit. There's one with George Duke. Who did those paintings? Um, uh, a French painter. And I, I should be ashamed of myself because I can't think of his name right now. But before we get off this uh, this interview, I will give you the name. He's an incredible, incredible artist. And um, he got in touch with me and said, man, I did this painting. Um, would you look at it? And he said he emailed it to me, and it floored me. It was me and George. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, because he had heard that the, the name of my record was going to be Psycho Face, and the story was... I was from another planet to save the funk, to save the funk. And he went on ahead and did that and, and wore it out. Mm. Yes, a nice painting. Yeah. Very nice painting, right. yes. Yeah. All right, um, I have some reviews from Amazon.com that I want to read. The first one is from Carolyn, and she says, So digging this, Mr. Miller did his thing. Not to put him up against any one bass player, but his style of playing reminds me of one of my favorite bass players, Mr. Wayman Tisdale. We'll be looking Uh out for more from Mr. Miller. Now, that was a question I had. Have you heard been compared to Wayman with Psycho Bass? No, I, that's the first time I heard that. Okay. Um, I, you know, I bear to differ about me and, me and Wayman's style, but, I mean, he was a good friend of mine, and, you know, I actually gave Wayman a couple of bass lessons over the years, so okay. um, Wayman kind of came up listening to Jerry's Duke and amongst, you know, Marcus Miller and a, a lot of bass players, but that's a compliment. I yes. love it. Yes, definitely. Now, you mentioned that you um, never took a lesson, so you're self-taught on the bass? Yes. Yes. I'm self-taught. I I actually started playing bass. I grew up in a city called Holland Park, which is in the middle of Detroit, and um, I was a football player. I played quarterback in my high school, 
um, my first freshman year and broke my foot. So I'm sitting with a cast on my leg. My mom handed me a bass, and I taught myself how to play it. And um, I kind of been psycho about it the whole time. <laughs> I just didn't that. know I was psycho back then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just back then. I called it passionate. Now yeah. it's psycho because I'm the same way, but a hundred million billion times more. So that means you had to learn to read music. Yes. When I came to California and started playing with Juris Duke and Ndugo, Ndugo, uh, he said, hey, man, you read music? I said, no, I just play music. So Ndugo taught me how to read music. You know, he mm-hmm. gave me a couple of books, showed me the basics, and, um, you know, I sat in my apartment in L.A. at that time and kind of went through the motions and taught myself how to get through. You know, because I, you know, I have ADD. I can't concentrate on one thing for too long if I, uh, if I'm not chained to it. So, just as the years went on, and as I played different recording sessions with different people, I kind of picked up on the, the different nuances of how to read music and how to get through a song. And I, you know, without me being able to read music when I first came to LA, my memory was so good I would be able to hear a song one time and then I could play it. Mm, so okay. that what Duffin and Dougal turned me on to kind of mm-hmm. worked for me. And I, you know, did a lot of recording sessions. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to get into another track from this new release, the title track, Cycle Bass. What's the story behind this? Cycle Bass is uh, the beginning. The Cycle Bass is on, on planet Earth. He's saving the funk. He's putting the funk in your face. And uh, that's the beginning. Cycle bass. Here we go. Yeah. Uh. Welcome to Section WFUNK. The station of the funk. The bomb. This is Cycle Bass. Alias Byron Miller. Mr. Richard. Thank <laughs> you. 
It got a little psycho there, Byron. It really did. Come on now. Funk the yeah, like psycho. Yeah, that was the old school funk right there. I like that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. From another who's place. Got to save it though. We got to save that. <laughs> <laughs> who's on the horn? Uh, that's Kamasi Washington. Kamasi <laughs> is a brother from Copland, California, and Kamasi's doing his thing. He's at, he's actually playing at Coachella out here today. Kamasi oh, wow. is blowing okay. up like a. I don't know. He's he's doing his thing. That's Kamasi Washington. He's a bad boy, young boy. Oh, cool. Or a yeah. young man. Yeah. Now, now I want to ask you, I listen to that old school funk like that, you know, and you've been in the game for so long. How was your adjustment to uh, the new ways of, um, you know, making music and doing music you know, with this new uh, digital age? Um, you know, I kind of stay current with, with all the stuff. You know, I got all the, the latest hardware and software and and all of that stuff and you know I did a couple of records where I played everything and did it with the computer but on this one I wanted the human element I wanted to play with other cats get them in the studio like we did in the old days and um, you know because you know there's different elements to everybody's playing which in the end you know makes the, the music unique you know it's like diff- putting different seasonings and uh, and gumbo, you know it, that's why gumbo is gumbo, you know. So I'm a gumbo dude, gumbo man. Dude. I just like to play just with like different play cats, and, and it comes out this speakers. So what you hear is gumbo mm. from another planet. <laughs> from another Space planet. Gumbo. Space <laughs> gumbo. See, I'm I'm gonna write a song about that tonight. Thank you. See, <laughs> <laughs> you can Space give Mike gumbo. the credit for that. <laughs> Yeah, both of y'all getting the credit. Somebody's listening. They're going to they gonna... y'all. So you, y'all better get busy. Space Gumbo from Psycho. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's another review from Amazon. And this one is from Jonathan Wittran. You know, he does wonderful reviews. Um, he okay. says, throughout his four-decade career, Detroit bassist Byron Miller has brought the coolness and funk to a lot of late greats, including Marvin Gaye, Whitney Houston, Joe Sample, and Luther Vandross. Emerging from a 12-year recording hiatus with an expansive, deep-bottom, intensive album with a title that doubles as his new musical persona and mission statement, Byron blesses us with three of the last sessions from the late, great George Duke, including a slowed-down emotional twist on Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground. With an exciting guest list that includes the veterans 
Ngugu Nindugu Chancellor, sorry for that mispronunciation, on drums, David Walker on guitar, and Sheila E. on percussion. Miller balances fierceness with heartfelt emotion on the atmospheric old school soul jazz flavored single, You Must Be Crazy, then turns to Duke-esque classic mellow fusion on spoken funk. Miller also includes a pair of moody and meditative gems in Apples and Oranges and the Atmospheric Eyes, a lunatic for the no end. Don't miss a psycho bass. That's a great review. Mm. I love that. I got to put that great with my, I got to put that in my bio. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Now, talk to us about your time with Marvin Gaye and Luther Vandross. Uh, start with Marvin first. Um, I played with Marvin probably before he died. I did. I absolutely last tour before uh, before he he left us way too soon. Um, I met Marvin through uh, a producer arranger, McKinley Jackson, out of Detroit, and I actually had to do a do a um, an audition for Marvin because Marvin. Um, called himself a bass player, so he had to audition the bass player. So I did this audition, and um, he was kind of blown away, so I got the gig, and I was on on the road with Marvin for almost a year, and, um, you know, learned a lot about Marvin and about his style of music, and um, it was just a great time in my career, you know, to to be on the road for a year with a a legend, get to know him, you know, personally, and... um, you know, those are that's a year that I'll never forget. Marvin, the yeah. great Marvin Gaye. Yes, yes. I don't think I've ever seen him play uh, bass. I don't think I've ever seen him play an instrument. No, he, he played piano. He will play bass on in the studio. He played bass on "Got to Give It Up." Okay. So yeah, mm. Marvin Marvin did a lot of things. Marvin played drums also. Mm, okay. See there. Any time we ever saw him, him he was. I was just going to say, anytime I ever saw Marvin, he was just singing. He was never playing an instrument. So that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he tried to do it all. Marvin was a fool, too. He thought he, he, thought he was a basketball player, a boxer. Marvin <laughs> tried to do it all. He's crazy. Mm. And then your time with Luther? Uh, I actually spent 15 years with Luther. And... Um, that was another uh, uh, very. It was like a family. Sitting that alley, we had a, a family, and we we did great music. Luther took care of us well, and uh, we recorded. And um, it was just a great time. It was. He taught me a lot about, um, you know, not having to be busy and play a bunch of notes just to groove and you know he taught me about love songs and um, production and um, Luther was a very classy dude he dressed he taught me how to dress I mean I knew how to dress he used to hook up his clothes mm-hmm. I would have never wore that but shoot I can't wait to get to, to the store I'm going to buy something like that so you know, around people are different and great. And I just kind of soak it in. Yeah. I read about a song that Luther wrote on a napkin. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Tell us he about wrote, that. Um, okay, this was on uh, another CD called I'll Come By. And mm-hmm. um, Luther was in town for a couple of days, and um, he said, B, if you need me to do something, I'm here. So he came by, and he sat in the studio, and he listened to the track. I just got a track. And he just started writing some stuff down. And then he said, hey, man, set up a mic. And he wrote the, the title song called I'll Come By. He wrote it on a napkin. He sang the background to it. And um, then he went to the airport. He caught, caught a plane back to New York. Just like was, that. Was weird. Just like that. Just like mm. that. He had, you know, I had two young daughters, and I mean, they're, they're grown now. And he actually flew to L.A. to give them diamond earrings for Christmas. Really? Yes. Wow. And he, he gave them the earrings. He listened to the track. He wrote it down on a napkin. He sang it, and then he got out of here. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, Luther was special like that, you know. At the end of one tour, he gave the the lady singers mink mink coats. We interviewed Lisa Fisher, and she told us that story. Yeah. Yep. And us yeah. dudes, we're sitting there. What we getting? So <laughs> Luther loved to play jokes. He gave everybody cases of Dom Perignon mm-hmm. and five thousand dollars bonus cash for the end of the uh, the tour. Have you read Kevin's book? I have not read Kevin's book, but I need to. He told that story. Yes, yep. in the book. It's an excellent book. It's such a good book, but I couldn't get I couldn't finish the last chapter. I started crying when they started talking about the funeral, and I put the book down. And I haven't picked it up since. I could not finish the last oh, chapter, but it's a good book. Yeah, the funeral but, was a trip. Yeah, but he did tell that story about about the ladies getting the mink coat, and you guys were like, "Well, what did we get?" <laughs> it was too funny. Yeah, well, hey, what's up, Lou? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was, it was like a family. It was a big family. You know, you you play and you go on the road with cats for fifteen, sixteen years, but they were together longer. I was one of the newer members, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's just a family, and we still keep in touch. You know, we still keep yeah. in touch. We still call each other. You know, um, no, but Luther was, uh, that was a great time in, in my career because I was able to put three kids through college. You know, you work 15, 16 years steady, and you get a check every week mm-hmm. and a nice check that you can kind of do some nice things for, for folks, you know. To, yeah. To my mom, yeah. Him, and, uh, you know, Luther was very special. You know, he, So what was your most memorable time with Luther? Um, being in the studio with Luther, we did, uh, Luther did one of my songs, well, a couple of my songs. And um, spending that time in the studio with him for like three weeks straight, we spent three weeks working on two songs, you know, uh, just in the studio all day, ordering great food, telling jokes. And good music. Luther was very genuous, and you know, it was it was always fun. And, uh, Luther was laughing. If okay, I'm. It wasn't nice either. No. Okay. Hello? All right. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Okay. 
the phone and drop out on you. Yeah, you're kind of going in and out a little bit. I know it's the it's the site, so it's not you this time. I know it's the site, so but you're doing okay. All right, uh, I'm going when you when you called in. I was playing Higher Ground, so I want to play that. Um, tell me about this song. Um, I, I, I love Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, and um, you know, Higher Ground is one of my favorite songs songs that he's he's ever did, and. I just wanted to put another twist on it. I slowed it down, and I had the fabulous Ellis Hall sing it, and um, I put my little funk bass on it, and um, there you have it, higher ground. All right, here we go.
All right, that was higher ground. Are you singing that, Byron? That's uh, Mr. Ellis Hall. Ellis Very Hall nice. Be the lead lead singer with Tower of Power. Okay. Um, yes. Okay, nice song. Okay, the last review from Amazon is from WJZ WJ. GZ and it says Byron must be a disciple of George Duke because you can feel Dukey stick throughout this CD. This offering was overdue but on time. So great reviews there on um, Amazon. Check all of those out there on Amazon.com. All right, Mr. Miller, where are you headed next? Where are you playing? Oh, we lost Byron. Okay. Lost again? Oh, wow. Yes, lost him again. So hopefully he'll call back in in just a few minutes. But again, his CD is called Psycho Bass. Um, definitely check this out. It's available on iTunes and Amazon. And you can find it on his website, Byron Miller Psycho Bass. Mr. Miller, welcome back. Thank you. Phone is doing the same, <laughs> but Okay. Um, I, was know, I, I was going to ask Byron one 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 more question before we kind of kind of end the show a little bit. But I wanted to ask you, Byron. You know, with all of your years in the business, you know, back in the days, you guys kind of knew by the grapevine who could play, who was a bad cat, this and the other. Nowadays, it's more you can kind of find them on YouTube, Google, whatever like that. But with your years of experience in the in in music period, when you went to make this music, you had so many resources. How did you kind of narrow down who you wanted to use? Because, you know, you know, you know so many talented cats. I mean, it, it had to be a like a, a rock, paper, scissors type thing of who you wanted to choose, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you just, you know, you, it, it's like anything else. If you, it, and I'll go back to the cooking, the, the psycho based cooking show. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're cooking up something, different seasonings you use for different stuff. So with me knowing how different cats play, you know, I'll I'll call a cat according to that, you know. Um mm. you know, I'll say, I know this cat is good at, at playing funk and or this other cat is good at playing a ballad, you know, and, and I'll just I'll just get in my book and just call cats, man, and you know, and then there's cats that I just wanna play with and I'll call them up, yeah. Hey man, I always wanted to play with you. Come on through. You know, and um you know, it's just you know musicians have a, 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 a you know we just we love each other most of us, and you know when you make a call to a cat that's real, they're gonna be down to do it. And you know I'm not calling cats to come play for free because I pay everybody pretty good. George Duke on this record, George Duke and Dougal and Sheila, they wouldn't take any money from me. So mm. that's that's how we roll. You know, some people call me, I won't take, I I won't charge. And then some people call me. I charge a lot of money. It's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. But uh, yeah, you know, we just know in the business, you know, who's playing and who the cats are, and you know, on this on this CD, I use a lot of younger cats that that I've been playing with through the years. So, um, you know, it, it's it's just a great thing, man. It's just a lot of love and a lot of cycle cats that are cycle about what they do. So now, do you already have the music written and the artists um, that you're going to play with on the for the next CD? Um, I'm I'm drawing that picture in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have everybody yet, but I got a pretty good idea of some of the people I'm gonna use, okay. and um, it's gonna be 
it's going to be, it's coming from uh, Reveal where the cycle planet is. And, um, you know, I come from the school where, uh, you know, you, you know, back in the day, artists used to write stories. You know, you would look forward to the next record. So I'm trying to bring yes. that back. Yes, you know, I, yes. I'm bringing that back and, you know, making this cycle bass uh, brand big. I actually have my own cycle bass with a bass company called MTD. And I have an incredible sounding bass called the Byron Miller Cycle Bass. So, uh, you know, I'm having fun with this thing called music. And I, it's all I do and it's all I want to do. And, you know, uh, it's a good thing. I have my own record company. I'm able to do my own records the way I want mm-hmm. without anyone looking over my shoulder. And I've been taught by some of the best people in the business, Luther, Marvin, you know, George Duke, Herbie Hancock. Joe Sample. Joe Sample. That was my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Joe was uh, another big influence in my musical career. I can imagine. Yes. Yes. Joe Joe told me once, he said, if if you can't groove, you can't play with me. So Mm. I must have been grooving because I played, I did a few tours with them and I did his Carmel record. So. Um, mm. I'm, I'm fortunate that when I was young, I played with a lot of the jazz greats at that time. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm still able to do it. I'm still, I'm still young enough to, uh, enjoy the young folk, you know, still running five miles every day. I'm good. All is well. Okay. You just got to get another phone. You need to leave that track phone alone. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna get you back. I don't know how, but it's gonna be cool. I'm gonna write something about you on my record, something. Oh, you gonna you gonna be listening to something? You gonna be like, man, he got listened to him. Oh, I'm getting you. I'm coming. I'm coming for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta leave the track phone yeah. alone, dude. Come on, track, you been playing with Joe Sample and George Duke, and you got a track phone? Come on, Byron. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know. It is, Terry's crazy. Well, you know, another thought just came to my mind too, Byron, is that uh, you know, um, look, Terry had me. I'm, I'm laughing so hard now. I don't know what I was going to say, but no. But um, when you guys were making this music and you guys were in the studio, did you know then that the music that you guys would be would would put down would become classic songs? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, because. I mean, we didn't think like that. We were just, we were just playing, playing this music and going for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for instance, like Reach For It, George's his big, his first big hit, which, by the way, that bass solo, I'm the the most heard bass bass player in the world ever because mm. of that solo. Mm. You know, folks don't know that. You you, you know, Reach For played on the radio. So, my solo on Reach For It is the that solo has been played more than any other bass player on the on the planet, and I'm proud. Wow! Of that. Yes, but, yes. Um, and there, you, there was a club in D.C. called the Cellar Door, and um, the George Duke Band. We played there. That's where Reach for It came from. George asked me to do a solo. I did a solo. I soloed for about a half an hour. My my hand was about to fall off, and we went back to L.A. And we did the same scenario in the studio, and that's where Reach for It came from. So um, that's that. Thank you, D.C. Love the D.C. area, BMO, all of that, right back there. Reach for it. 
born. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, that's that's the folks don't know. You got to talk to Psychobase to know that. I know that's right. I heard that. Wow. Okay, yeah, listen, so I'm now I'm getting you back on the next record. You talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have, but I, I just wrote myself a note. Do not forget. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you playing in the LA area? What's what's happening? Red White Blues on nineteenth. It's actually I'm calling CD release performance, and um, okay. I'm doing this on May nineteenth, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of folks, and uh, Red White and Blues in Pasadena is right next. to door to the best Pasadena Playhouse mm-hmm. on some other stuff playing um, you know these festivals and stuff trying to break into that market but I've been recording with Alex Beyond and we've been writing some stuff together he has some stuff coming out so okay. uh, that's coming down the horn and then another thing that's, that you know folks can look forward to is a CD from me Alex and uh, Najee We've been talking mm. about going in the studio recording and doing some stuff. So wow. some good stuff coming 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 out and and uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, excited for you. That sounds great. Yes, yes indeed. I'm, I'm ready yes. for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got yeah. an exciting song that I'm writing. This uh radio interviewer and I can't wait to do that for her. <laughs> what you gonna call it, track <laughs> No, I'm going to call it something else. You know when you say crap. Yeah, you got me. That's a good one. Oh, goodness. It's been such fun and a pleasure talking to you, Byron. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. My pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. And um, like I said, we we only just begun. Yeah. And you just left D.C. recently. You you played D.C. what, last month, I think it was? You came to Blue Valley. um, I played Blues Alley, I think that was November. It was last November? Year. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm getting some offers from different places to come back there and play. So, you know, I'm putting some stuff together. I'll be back there this summer. I okay. love DC. Okay. I love coming there to play. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, the next single is going to be um, Higher Ground. You know, okay. so I'm just, you know, letting my name get out there. You know, I'm. As far as people are concerned, now I'm a new artist. They don't know nothing about George Duke and all this stuff mm. I play. So, you know, I kind of <laughs> got to just wave this, you know, ride this new artist wave. And, but when they start letting me on the stage, they're going to know. They're going to know. That's right. Oh, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to be psycho. <laughs> they're going to know. All right. They're let everyone know. know where they can find you on the web and all of your social sites. Um, Byron Miller. ByronMillerCycleBase.com is my website. Um, Byron Lee Miller is Facebook. Uh, CycleBase Miller is Twitter. Um, But you can get all that information if you just go to my website. All of that information is right there. Where I'm going to be playing, what's coming next, you know, funk talk, funk blogs, all that stuff. Oh, I'm looking forward to the blogs. Good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um cool. You know, I'm doing I'm doing you know, I'm you know, I'm a funkster, but I also play smooth jazz, I play I'll play anything. You know, I have fun doing it. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, again, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. My yeah. pleasure to both of you. And, you know, thank you for making me laugh. And that's what it's about. It's about having fun yeah. with this thing called music. And, and right. I'm going to get you back, girl. I'll get you. <laughs> I, look, I look forward to it. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to, wait to shake hands and lay lay eyes on both of you. It's been a Likewise. pleasure. Likewise. Likewise. Yes, likewise. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Thank you. All right. You have a great day, Byron. All right. Y'all take care. God bless. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Bass is Byron Miller. His new release is called Psycho Bass. Definitely check that out. Visit his website, uh, byronmillerpsychobass.com. Find him on Facebook, Twitter. And he's also on Instagram, so check him out there as well. All right, Mike, uh, what's happening with you? You still with Jordan? Yes, I'm still with my daughter. We're on the way to a a, a Kitty Bowling birthday party, so I'll be surrounded Mm. by a bunch of uh, eight seven- and nine-year-old girls all day for the rest of the day. I'm sorry. She said seven- like and eight-year-old girls. I'm sorry. Seven eight. I was just corrected. I'm sorry. Seven and eight. Okay. Well, get it right. Don't mess That's around right. with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Tell her I said hello. And um, you Definitely guys will. have a Yes, you guys have a lot of fun. Um, all right. So you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Have a great day, Mike. All right, sorry. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A, Daily Grind. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.